1975 when I was a junior college, but other than that, we haven't even spent the summer here yet. So we're looking forward to that for all of you. I served as a pastor for 13 years up in my hometown in Fort Kent, as I mentioned to some of you. And for the past 24 years before moving back up this way, I served as a church, uh, a church in North Carolina, Massachusetts. And one thing I forgot before coming to Toronto to ask Adam to borrow one of his children. Back in the dark ages, when I first began drinking, this was not my problem. I'll have to tell you that story sometime when we went to the church in West Chelsea. There was one deacon who really wanted me to wear a robe. And I never wore a robe. And I didn't really plan on it, but that's the story for another day. <laughs> but anyway, so I truly appreciate our time this morning. And now, I'm just thinking, if towards the end of the service, would you be able to draw out those words of that last song we just uh, were able to sing it? We won't sing it again, but maybe if we could have those words towards the end of the service. I think that would be a wonderful time to what we share here this morning. So my message today is Pastor Adam asked if I might fill in for him this morning. And uh, during the uh, Advent season, in our Wednesday night time, prayer and promise, we were able to look at uh, four different songs from the New Testament. From the Gospel of Luke, chapters 1 and 2. One from Zechariah, one from, uh, from Mary, and then one from Simeon, uh, and uh, one from Gabriel in the Christmas story. So we're going to be looking at more songs this morning. We looked at four from the New Testament during those weeks. We're going to look at a few more from the Old Testament here today. And also, Pastor Adam has uh, challenged us all to take on Bible reading through the year. Maybe challenging our hearts to, to really to dig in more than ever before on the ones of God's Word that's available to us day in and day out, moment by moment. <coughs> Thoughts can be also powerful, can't they? I wonder if they're really specific to a song we're working with, while we're part of the kingdom of God. Because this is worth a fantastic tribute to our Heavenly Father. Some of you are probably already familiar with the song. Written by Anthony Bernanos, who was there. Some song like this song. And the title is Good, Good Father. Here's the words. I've heard a thousand stories of what they think of life. I've heard a tender whisper of love in the dead of night. And you tell me that you're pleased, and I have never known. You are a good, good father. Who you are? Who you are? Who you are? And I love you. Who I am? Who I am? Who I am? I can never search if I am as far as I am. But I know that we're all searching for answers only you can find. Because you know just what we need. It's the goal of the favor. You're a good, good father. To do more of our two good lives. To do more of And I love my life. To who I am. To who I am. To who I am. Because you are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. Perfect in all of your ways. Oh, it's love for one tonight. I can hardly speak. Peace, don't explain it. I can hardly speak. If you call me, he's for still. If you call me, he's for still. If you call me, he's for still. Into love, love, love. You're a good father. 
and an only child of my mother, he taught me and he said, Lay hold of my words with all your heart. Keep my commands and you will live. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget my words or swerve from them. But surely with a father's natural love and concern, David reached out to all of his many children in such a way. He wanted God's best for each of them. Don't we have that heart as parents for our kids? God's best for them? And I'll bet my bottom dollar that he took time to sing them many of his songs about the good, good, and perfect Heavenly Father. For he knew that all of his children would face major decisions in life. Would they decide to live God's way? Or would they decide to live according to the many uh, ways of the evil world around them? We don't know for sure if David wrote Psalm 1, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did. And my good sense that he, uh, tells me that he maybe sang this song to each of his kids at a tender young age, desiring to influence their future lives. It was a song of both encouragement and warning. So here, in a sense, is a bedtime story from a father's heart, wanting above all else that his kids would walk in God's ways. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the day of judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Encouragement and warning in the first of those 150 songs. Talk about a powerful song. David wanted his kids to know the difference between right and wrong and to choose the right. And these words were not merely helpful words from a human father's heart for his kids. They were actually words inspired by the Holy Spirit. For all of God's children, all who would look his way in faith through his son Jesus. All the people throughout history who have decided to walk in God's ways by the power of the Holy Spirit. And how do we know how these uh, words of advice were accepted by David's sons? Well, if you think of Amnon, the oldest, he rebelled instead. As we find from the Scriptures, he forced himself upon his stepsister, and he died in shame. But think of Absalom, the second son. He rebelled as well. As a matter of fact, he tried to kill his father's David. He tried to uh, establish a coup d'etat and take over his father's throne there in Jerusalem and died in the process. Abijah, another son of David, who had his heart kind of set on the, on the kingdom as well. But he rebelled too. But then there was Solomon, who in those early years had a soft heart, willing to follow the Lord, wanting to walk in his ways. See, most human dads are actually glad to pass on 
good words of advice to their kids than what we've learned from our dad. One piece of advice my dad gave me came in the form of a poem, in a sense, a song. My, heard, uh, my kids heard it from my dad's lips, and I'll be glad to remind them of this uh, song from time to time. And it went like this. As you go along in life, whatever be your goal, keep your eye on the donut and not upon the hole. That was my dad, right, now. After all, my dad was a son of great bakers. As a matter of fact, my dad's grandfather owned and operated Burkett Brothers Bakery right here around the corner for many years in town. I, I challenge you to say that uh, phrase fast five times in a row. You probably can't. And my dad's dad, my grandfather, uh, they lived on Washington Street all my growing up years, spent uh, just about every Christmas Eve night in their house, and my grandfather snored. And he snored. It was the longest night of my life. You want Christmas to come so fast as a kid, but it made it more precious when you get there. <laughs> but my dad's dad was a chef that went up and down the East Coast on a yacht, wintered in, in Camden here, and went down to Miami uh, every summer. But my dad didn't get the baking jeans. I didn't either, as Don will attest. But yes, these uh, little songs of human wisdom from our earthly fathers are fun to pass along to the next generation. But how much more valuable is it for us parents to pass along our Heavenly Father's perfect love and wisdom and encouragement and warning and challenge to our kids. May we be leading, even perhaps singing in our hearts, these songs to our kids, to our grandkids, as we get to know them better and better ourselves as the days, weeks, and months go by. <clears throat> now, the whole of God's Word is vital, to be sure. But these 150 songs found in the book of Psalms pack an especially powerful punch. So there's just something about how songs are put together, isn't there? They tug at the heartstrings just so. These lyrics linger in the minds and souls of those who hear them long after they're sung. For truly we do have a good, good Heavenly Father, a perfect Heavenly Father, who wants the best for all of His kids, for all of us who put our faith and trust in His Son, who He sent to us that first Christmas. And He often sets His love for us in song as we receive them in the work of the psalm. <clears throat> and as I hope you will, these songs, these psalms are prayers, actually. Prayers written to music. They're prayers sung on behalf of David's kids, on behalf of all of God's kids, created in His image. Portions of these songs, these lyrics, these psalms, are sprinkled throughout the New Testament as well. As we take on that Bible challenge to get to know God's Word better, to read more and more of it every day, you find these psalms sprinkled so often in the New Testament text. <clears throat> Let's listen to one more powerful bedtime prayer. A bedtime song for his kids. And for all of us as God's kids. That David in Psalm 34 sings for his children. Where he writes and probably sang to them, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his saints. For those who fear Him, honor Him, love Him, obey Him, lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me. I'll teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking lies. 
Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace. God's kind of peace. And pursue it. <clears throat> See here, in the Old Testament, the wonderful Word of God, we have the book of Psalms. Words about a good, good Heavenly Father, a perfect Heavenly Father, given to us. And we take them to heart today and always. As we draw to a close here this morning, I think Adam would like me to ask the question for him, because I certainly have that question myself. How are we doing at the reading of God's Word on a daily basis in our own hearts and lives? And Pastor Adam has put forward a, a wonderful reading plan. Some of you have been through the whole Bible before, maybe several times, maybe it's a yearly thing for, for many here in the sanctuary. Trust it would be. There's some maybe just getting started. Uh, where do I start? How do I start? And this particular reading guide that Pastor Adam has uh, laid out for us is a, uh, quite a unique one. Have any of you heard of, there's a, a Bible that's put out called the Chronological Bible. And uh, I had a copy of that a number of years ago, and that's a, a wonderful way to go through the Scriptures because it takes, from early on in the Scriptures, it takes sort of a timeline all the way through. And, for example, the way the Psalms are structured, when David was going through his troubles and his sin with Bathsheba and doing away with, uh, making a plan to do away with her husband, Uriah, soon after that is presented in the Chronological Bible is eventually when David confessed, when he poured out his heart contritely to the Lord, asking forgiveness. We find Psalm 51 embedded right there. So it's a wonderful way to read through the Scriptures in a year, just to take in the historical context of, of the whole, uh, whole work of Scripture and seeing where all these various proverbs and, and psalms might fit in, the various prophecies, that's another wonderful thing. As, as you go through the Old Testament history, the various kings and then the prophets that are there, all of a sudden these are kind of merged in, in, a, in a unique and great way to see, oh yeah, that's, well, that's where that, that promise was given. That's where, where it was fulfilled. And very unique way to, to study the Scriptures. So that's how it's laid out this year. And I think if you want, you can read a, the plan just to get through the New Testament in a year. Or perhaps if you've never read the Old Testament all the way through, to read the Old Testament in a year. And it's laid out so you can read through the whole, uh, the whole Word of God in a year. And I would challenge you to consider to taking on something new and fresh this year as we look to the, to the Word of God in this way. I was just asking Erica, uh, you might be able to define the words to that song that the, the group in front led us with here this morning. And uh, before I close this in prayer at this time, I, th I can see it there. Wow. <laughs> I can go all the way around. <laughs> but seek, O oh Lord, and renew our minds and help us grasp the heights of your plans for us. That's what we find in his word. It's amazing. Truths unchanged from the dawn of time. They'll echo down to eternity. Unchanging truths. Wonderful truths. And by grace we'll stand on your promises. And by faith we'll walk as you walk with us. Speak, O oh Lord, until your church is built and the earth is filled with your glory. He does speak. Oh, may we listen in this coming new year. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for all the, the many aspects of it, the way it's laid out, the way you ordained it for us. We thank you, Lord, for all the, uh, all the prophets, all the poets, Father, we thank you, Lord, for all the New Testament authors. We thank you for the whole of your word. We thank you, Lord, for these songs that are sprinkled throughout the scriptures, focused in so wonderfully and, 
in the books of uh, Psalms, and, and uh, even uh, Job is considered a, a long song in a sense. Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon. And Lord, in this new Bible reading plan, it would be just neat to see how they kind of fit in with, with actual life uh, instances of what David and Solomon were going through. So we thank you, Lord, for the wonders of your word, the power of your word, the peace we find in your word, for how it can transform our lives, how it can open our minds and hearts to, to believe in you for the first time, or can open our minds and hearts anew and afresh every day to follow you, to obey you, to love you, and to share that love with others. Help us to take these things to heart and, and to life as we go on through this new year. Thank you, Lord, for this church family and all uh, tuning in here today. Lord, may you continue to be at work through your word in all that we are, all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray.